P-S-N-Y. That's after we put together like a lackluster episode, I'm sure. <laughs> I guess but, uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> Come on. We've never put together a lackluster episode. We've always done a pretty darn good job. No, never. Every single episode is absolutely must listen. But we are we are coming off a bit of a hot streak. <laughs> That's true. It's true. I mean, we had two phenomenal guests and now we're it's just us again. I'm sorry. Back, back to the original too. No back interesting, interesting guests to hear their life stories. We have just you and me talking about a minimal amount of baseball because baseball doesn't exist right now. <laughs> but all right, so it's episode fifty-one of the Bleacher Creatures podcast presented by Elite Sports New York, brought to you by Crossing Broad, Warwick Gaming, Rivercrest NYC, still closed, so don't try to go there yet. And again, social distancing. Um. We're back again with no baseball to talk about, and we're just going to let it ride for however long this goes. We're back, just the two of us. Um, So we obviously are, you know, we're carrying the show today. That's really all I can say at the moment, but we do have so much pressure. (laughs) I I mean, we do every other week anyway. We just got so lucky to have Keith and then have Rachel come on and be able to to help us carry that load but now it's back on us oh we'll figure it out we do have one thing of baseball to talk about which was for a very very brief moment just the highlight of my life hearing that that baseball there's a plan that baseball could be back as early as may which was just before i really thought about it was like everything that I could have dreamed it would be and more just to hear that baseball could possibly maybe come back. Exactly. Exactly. The whole concept is, you know, obviously they want to get baseball back as soon as possible because I mean, who doesn't, my life has been weird to say the least without sports. I mean, I've been watching old games. I've been actually going through all the Marvel movies in order because I've never seen them. You know, I'm doing all this stuff and I have all this free time and there's no sports to fill the void. It's just, it's sad. This is the time when I could get off of work, make my dinner, get ready, sit down and watch a whole Yankees game starting at 7.05. I could do that now. I don't, I can't though. There's no baseball. I mean, that's my whole summer, especially like last summer when I was, I was commuting in and out to the city. My apartment in Long Beach was like two hours from my job. So literally, as soon as I got into the into the apartment, Yankees game on the television. Let's go. This is it. And once the game's over, I just go to bed. That was my whole night right there. And that sounds phenomenal. Just phenomenal. It was was really nice. I never realized how much baseball truly invested um, all the time in my life until now when I have all this time and no baseball to fill it with. Yeah, I mean, it just sports in general, you just don't realize where I'm like, I've I've had all these like shows and movies that I wanted to get around to, and I'm through them all already. Like I got nothing else to do. I was like, I might even go exercise today. Oh my god, that sounds like a nightmare. 
Ugh. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that's how bored I am. I'm thinking about like being productive and doing things. And it's just mm-hmm. it's not a good look for me. It's not. Yeah, you're right. I don't like this, James. This <laughs> wanting to potentially be productive. That's not good. That's not you. Yeah, no, it's not. I get one hour production a week. That's this hour right here. If we even make it to an hour today. Uh that's it. That's all that's all I have. I can't even write about baseball now. I've written like two articles in the last week. So I'm just like waiting all day for something to pop off. And it's just, oh, like, here's something. Here's literally the slightest hint of a baseball being thrown. Let me write 300 words on that really quick. Well, yeah, it's it's tough when you're in the sports media landscape right now because there's nothing to write about. Um, really, you find yourself writing about how Aroldis Chapman's legs are freaking tree trunks and he's the biggest baddest man alive like that he's terrifying he is and that's what we're writing about because there's nothing else happening i think that was actually the first article i wrote after all this coronavirus stuff started and shut down the league uh the the video of aroldis chapman just casually working out around his house and i was like that's it that's that's the highlight of my week right there just instagram (laughs) workout season it's back Hey, I, I'm really impressed, and we'll talk a little bit later about, um, you know, what some of the guys are doing to stay in shape, and obviously what's going to happen is when baseball comes back, whatever time frame that is, they're going to have to warm up again. Um, so right now, we can just enjoy watching some videos of them being super creative in their super fancy home gyms, and just showing us that they're not ready to quit. They're ready for this season to start. If it starts. If it yeah. ever starts, uh, I'm not I'm not confident anymore. That brief moment uh, where Jeff Passan announced that Major League Baseball could be back as early as May. That was as good as it's going to get. Now that I've had time to digest that information and really think about it, I highly doubt that's even remotely possible. It sounds like a lot of the players are in the same boat as you. Um you know, obviously they want the season to start as soon as possible. They want to get back out there. They want to be able to do this. It would be so weird with no fans, but so weird, you know, they just want to get back out there and I totally get that. But at the same time, everyone had the same reaction in the very beginning. They were super excited and now they're nervous. Yeah. Well, I realize it's probably not going to happen. Probably not, but we're going to go over it anyway, because, again, there's no baseball news. So what do we talk about besides the faint idea that baseball might return? So (laughs) the plan is a wild one. Every single team would play in Arizona, the greater Phoenix area, where spring training for most of these teams are. You're going to play at all those stadiums in Phoenix, Arizona, in the middle of summer. No fans. The the players have to be separated from their friends and families for – four and a half months can't possibly risk getting anyone infected. Cause if somebody gets infected in major league baseball, then everyone's going to get infected. Yeah. We're done. Um, and it, it does have the support of some high ranking public health officials. I will say that, but I don't think the players union is really going to go for it. Cause how, do, I mean, how do you, if you're the union, how do you say to your players like, Hey, we have a chance that we're going to be able to play baseball. Uh, everyone's going to be in Arizona for the summer, which sucks. Uh, there's going to be no fans. 
which sucks. And worst of all, you will not get to see your family or friends for months. Months. Just so that we can play in front of no fans in 120-degree summer heat. It's a tough sell. That's a really tough sell. It absolutely is. Um, And you've got, obviously, people that are located on the East Coast having to be there, having to speak to their families through screens for four to five months, not being able to visit. And you're right. If if the season starts, however it starts, and someone is tested positive, they're screwed. There's going to be no season at all. It has to stop all over again. Right. So the sooner you start this over, if you decide to start it in May and someone's, you know, um, is found tested positive in June and there's still no vaccine, there's still nothing that they can do. The season's done. I mean, there's there's no other way to put it. You can't put anyone else at risk for this. They, they were going to try to sneak in all the gimmicky things, too, that they've been trying to sneak in. Some of them are good. I like some of them. But um, the electronic strike zone, they were going to try to sneak that in to, quote, allow the plate umpire to maintain a sufficient distance from the catcher and batter. I, don't I lie can, to me. I mean, honestly, all I can picture is like Angel Hernandez umping from the center field fence and thinking that that's okay. And he'd probably call a better game. Yeah. It's just, don't, don't lie to me. This isn't about keeping the umpire safe. Don't, that's not what it's about. You wanted the electronic strike zone. People have fought you on the electronic strike zone. So you can't just say, oh, maybe if we come back early, we'll just, you know, sneak this in for safety, for safety. Obviously, this is for safety. There's not no other reason. It's for safety. You mean so a project they've been working on for the last five years, they can't wait to roll out just happens to conveniently happen during this time frame. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Uh, no mound visits from the catcher. Or pitching coach. So, I don't know how you're going to communicate signs, really. You got to switch something up. You think they have their signs. Houston Astros, you got to switch something up, maybe? Nope. Just keep throwing it. See what happens. Yeah, absolutely. If they're stealing signs, they're stealing signs. Whatever, just go for it. It's not like they can hide it. They they can't hide the trash can bangs. There's no fans. You might as well just go Trevor Bauer and just signal what you're throwing. Yeah, just tell him right away. Be like, by the way, I'm going to throw a fastball. Try and hit it. Yeah. Uh, seven inning double headers. That is. Ugh, hate that. I'd Disgust. rather I'd rather play less games than play two seven inning games. I'd you know rather just does play less. Seven inning double headers. Softball teams. Correct. But <laughs> you know who else does seven inning double headers that I've been to numerous of them canceled minor league baseball games. When you go and they have to do a doubleheader, they're playing. Either they're finishing up the previous game, which probably was nine innings, and then they're playing a seven-inning game. It messes the whole system up. It is weird. I do not like it. That is terrible. It doesn't feel like a full game. It just feels like something's missing. Well, when do you do the seventh-inning stretch in between the two games? Do you do it in the third inning? Because the third-inning stretch, that changes the whole landscape of the game as we know it. Like, that's what I'm most concerned about. Seventh inning stretch is for the seventh inning, not for the third inning, the fourth inning, or in between games. And how long in between games? Day, night? Is that what it's going to be? No, we can't risk having that many people that close to each other for that long. As soon as the first game ends, roll it right back. I hope your next starter's ready. Ridiculous. Plus, how would that affect the bullpen, too? How would that affect your starters? Garrett Cole's going to pitch full games every single time. 
he might pitch a, two complete games in one day. He might be able yeah, to do that. Yeah, he's going to pitch 14 innings in one day. I could see it. Also, speaking of Garrett Cole, obviously his wife's pregnant. And a month ago, our biggest concern was how we were going to deal with the people who call into WFAN and say, I really just don't think it's appropriate that Garrett Cole would miss a start for the birth of his son. And now we're like, well, uh, Garrett Cole might not start in the entire year. We might have just lost a year of Garrett Cole in his prime. So, yeah. How does that work? It's, it's almost like college athletes, extra year of eligibility. But no, you can't do that. That's just not how it nope. works. And the fact that 2020, they said, is when A.J. Hinch and Jeff Lunau can pull out their suspensions as well. How's that fair? Yeah. Getting off scot fucking free. Yeah. What is all that? Of a sudden, there's just no season at all. They served a zero fair. game suspension. That's not even fair. If that's the case, you got to take into account player suspensions and you got to do the same thing. Fair. Fair. They just got away with it. They got away with it. Those goddamn Astros. Ugh. Ugh. See, we're back at being mad at the Astros. Yeah, we're not going to forget. We talked we talked to Keith about this when he was on. We're not we're not going to forget. The Astros think they're about to get off scot-free, like baseball is going to come around and people are just going to be like, oh, thank God, baseball's back. No way. Uh-uh. We're, we're not going to let this one go at all. If 2021 Ast- is opening, is the next time we see baseball, that's when we're going to give the Astros their shit. They're not getting away. No way. And you know what? It's only going to grow stronger by the time the season comes around because now we've gotten used to this whole virus being around this whole situation. But have we gotten used to the fact that the Astros cheated throughout the 2017 postseason, still have a title, and are still playing the game of baseball? We're not getting over that. At least Mm -mm. I'm not. I mean, no player suspensions either. I know. Instead of talking about coronavirus, let's just go back to Tattoo Gate. Everything was so much simpler back then. You're absolutely right. Oh, man. I still don't understand how you can misspell a name or mess up a name. They have to- I, who knows? Oh. Who knows? It's just that's one of those mysteries we're not gonna we're not gonna find out until like fifty years from now when one of the Astros players who didn't make a lot of money in their career or blew it all in their like young years, they come back and they're like, I really need money right now. I'm gonna write a memoir about the twenty seventeen Astros and through twenty nineteen. It's gonna be a tell all and everyone's gonna find out what happened. It's fine because everyone's retired now, so like what are they gonna do to us? But that's how I'm going to make money today. And right, then we'll right. finally know. Absolutely. So, yeah, the whole the whole proposal is it's optimistic. Um, it's optimistic, but it's not realistic, I guess you could say. Um, things are just weird out there right now. And I really don't think we can pinpoint a start season because the more you pinpoint a starting point, the more disappointed everyone's going to be when it doesn't happen. So. Yeah, I'm it's, keeping it's my way too early for that. Down here. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just way too early because we said it with the Yankees last year all the time with all the injuries. They were saying, well, he could be back in like three weeks. And then mm-hmm. it was three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, yep. six weeks. Like, don't do that to me. Under promise, over deliver. I would prefer that a million times out of a million. Tell me there's yep. going to be no baseball season and then show up in July out of nowhere. Just start playing games. Under promise, over deliver. The motto of Luis Sessa. Ooh, Luis Sessa for closer. I don't think we're really under promising with that. 
just straight chills, straight chills. But I will tell you the whole no fans thing. That is the weirdest thing for me because I was getting together, um, you know, with some friends and stuff and kind of going over where I was going to go this season and thinking about taking a trip up to Fenway. I've never been to Fenway. Can't go for a Yankees Red Sox game because I'm afraid. And also I would probably start crying and that's no good. Like I'd be afraid and crying. Like that's a double dose. They would just, they would get me. Um, so, you know, trying to plan out the season and y- you can't because there might not be a season to go see. Um, if they're not having any fans, which sucks, but I got to tell you, I was watching major league the other night, one of my all time favorite comedy baseball movies, just phenomenal film. Love that movie. Classic. Absolute classic. The end of the movie when, um, when Taylor bunts where, you know, throws up, throws up a surprise bunt, you know, beats out the throw to first. And then uh, Willie Mays Hayes <laughs> comes around the uh, comes around third base and scores from second base, and everyone freaks out. I started bawling. I was crying. I was oh, crying. That's just, you I got no my... baseball right now. You got to direct your baseball tears somewhere. And I was like, it was it's the fans and and this and and home plate and the. They won. They beat the oh, Yankees. You're going to start line. crying again. Oh, no. No, I'm not going to start crying. You did it crying. to yourself this time. <laughs> no, I'm not going to start crying again. But that's the type of emotion that that evoked because I've been in those crowds. I've been that fan. Like, how exciting is that? And I was like, can you imagine not having fans at a baseball game? It changes the whole dynamic. Absolutely. And even worse, they're, the um, players aren't going to be allowed in the dugouts. They're going to have to stand like six feet apart from each other in the stands. Like they're all just going to be separated, scattered. We're not going to get any cute Gio Urshela, Glaber Torres pictures. No, nothing. They're just going to be six feet apart from each other from a long range camera. We can edit that. I I mean, I can't. I don't know. Cut out the middle, put them together for sure. We'll figure it out. Um, the one good thing I did like from the proposal was that they were going to mic up the players, which is mm-hmm. impractical when you're playing games that count because you don't, I mean, you shouldn't be mic'd up for those. You should be focusing on the game, but right. is this year really going to count? I don't know. I don't think it's going to count. Uh, yeah, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure. And if, you know, here's the other thing, if they don't have a season, for, you know, whatever reason, or they can't figure it out how to get a, a full postseason in. Whoever wins this title, it's going to be a very different type of title. I mean, honestly, oh, yeah. the, the door's wide open for anyone to win a title in a shortened season because of the fact that it is a shortened season. But if nobody wins in 2019 for whatever reason, can't nobody win in 2017? Maybe. But you just know, you know that the Yankees are going to win this year, though. Like, if they do come around, the Yankees are obviously going to win. And it's going to be the Red Sox fans and the Astros fans and the Mets fans being like, oh, it doesn't count. Doesn't count. Not a real season. Doesn't count. Because that's just like, that's how our life is going right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, I just, I can't. In Arizona, listen, I've been in Arizona in April. 95 degrees on a daily basis. There's no humidity, which is great. But, I mean, you're you're getting up to, what, 110, 120 in the desert? 
Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to worry about our players getting heat stroke. Right. Just imagine Oraldis Chapman. Oraldis Chapman literally pours sweat off his hat in late October and early and early March. Like he he is sweating constantly. I just imagine Araldis taking Chapman that guy is... and putting him in the desert in July. Oraldis Chapman in the desert in July is a popsicle. He is going to melt, like just melt on the mound there. I mean, they're gonna yeah. have to call for a rain delay because of how badly he fucks up the mound with his sweat. Oh my god. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Damn, I forgot it gets so hot out there. But yeah, it's it's hot. And especially if these guys are used to playing in New York where it's pretty like over the summer decently mild. You don't get too many hot, hot, hot days, but when you do, it's hard to play through. Yeah. I mean the worst thing about New York in the summer is that it smells like hot, wet garbage all the time. But you can play through that. Yeah, you just don't breathe. I don't think that's the answer. It could be. It could be. Could but be. do you have anything else you want to say about the the proposal? Um, it's just it's just not going to happen. It's just not realistic. Um, but it was very nice to have a couple hours where I was like, "Let me. I need to look into all of these this plan. I need to know exactly what's going to happen. Like, I can't believe baseball could be back. They're definitely going to get this done." And then it took two hours for me to be like, ah, I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's really nice to think about it, um, you know, from a from an actual game standpoint. And I would be super excited to see that. But you know what? I would also rather play baseball video games for a little while longer if it means we get more of a complete not mess of a season. True. And also, I think we're we're heading towards a 15th month period where we host a podcast every single week. That's about baseball. And there hasn't been baseball in 15 months. Hey, we're optimistic. You can say that. <laughs> we're optimistic. Not only are we optimistic that baseball is going to come back, we also kind of need it to come back because it's our job. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that that is our job. Look at that. Well, at least we still have Instagram workout season. Hey, I'm happy with it. I love seeing all those videos. I mean, Araldis Chapman just flexing on everyone, literally and figuratively. Like, that man, his arm is the size of my body. Yeah, he's an absolute tree trunk of a human being. You don't really realize, because a lot of times he was, like, in the bullpen next to Delon Batanzas. And when we first got him, like, Andrew Miller... And Andrew Miller and Dylan Batanzas are enormous human beings. So you don't really realize that when Araldis Chapman stands next to a normal person, he actually looks like a monster. Like a full-grown Frankenstein-esque monster. Yeah. And, I mean, what other videos have you been seeing from the players? Uh, well, we have our, our, fav- our favorite couple, Garrett mm. and Amy Cole. Couple goals couple goals uh amy cole has a fucking rocket attached to her arm listen ladies pregnant ucla softball alum throwing flames straight flames to garrett cole like i that's the type of relationship i want i want that like i didn't know i wanted it but now i want it yeah now you just want to get in a pitching lab and learn how to throw gas and just be like all right catch for me and the movement on some of her pitches, too. I mean, wow. 
Yeah, she's got a better slide piece than half the league. I mean, she got on pitching, Ninja. Do you know how many pitchers, like, their life goal is not to win a World Series, not to even make it to the major leagues. It's just to be on Pitching Ninja's Twitter account. And the funny thing is that she literally just went out and was like, you know what? Let me just show all these bitches up. Like, I'm going to go out here, toss to my husband, show him he's not the only athlete in the fam. And I love it. She's great. Maybe I'll teach Garrett a couple things about a slider. (sighs) Garrett Cole, man. No, that that is the perfect sports couple. I love that so much. I love it. I was trying to look up some stats when she was at UCLA, but I couldn't really find any. Um, But I know she was part of a team that won the College World Series in 2010. So girls got game. Yeah, probably safe to assume that she's pretty good. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Like, I'm assuming if injuries kind of start to take a toll, even eight months pregnant, I'm sure she could take over. Yeah. I mean, she might be the opening day starter in 2021. She might just fuck around and take her husband's spot. Sorry, Garrett, but we really signed you so we could get your wife on the team. Who knows? Who knows? I'd be fine with that. It's a crazy world we're living in. It is. It is. And plus, of course, our fave couple is making donations to help support coronavirus relief um, in New York City. So they're doing their part as well, which is awesome. But at least they're they're keeping loose and they're getting ready for the season and doing it at a safe distance. Yes, definitely safe distance. Um, That actually reminded me of John Carlos Stanton did a little message today for New Yorkers about social distancing and staying safe and everything. And all I saw in the comment section was, Oh, you definitely know a lot about staying home. Don't you like, Oh my God, it's not, we don't even have baseball and John Carlos Stanton can't get away from Twitter idiots criticizing his health. Oh man. Are you sure Facebook Bob didn't join Yankees Twitter? I hope not. I can't deal with Facebook Bob. If Facebook Bob joins Twitter, I'm moving to Yankees TikTok full time. I don't even have a TikTok. I'm going to have to create one. Yeah, it's it's a dangerous game. I've been watching it a lot. It's just so easy to just keep scrolling and scrolling. But you know who's on TikTok and who keeps embarrassing himself? It's his girlfriend that's doing the embarrassing for him. Alex Bregman. Oof. Alex Bregman is on TikTok. But I'm pretty sure it's his girlfriend just keeps posting videos of him. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. You guys still don't like you, but, you know, you're here. You're on TikTok. You know, they got to keep up with the fan base, of course. I wouldn't. That's like we're going back to PR 101 with the Astros, which is just we keep talking about it. This is not the time to be doing things. This is the time to just be absolutely silent be completely invisible let everyone forget you ever existed until baseball comes back that or work on your skills without using a cheating system so that when the game does come back and you play you can play well and people can stop saying you're only good because you cheated prove them ah, wrong. i'm still gonna say that though <laughs> i think gonna we're all gonna say I was just being super optimistic and, you know, trying to be unbiased, but ew. yeah, this, this isn't an unbiased podcast. I'm willing to admit that I'm pretty biased. <laughs> I'm very anti Astros. Well, yeah, I think the entire nation is except for Ash. Well, certain Astros fans, you know? Yeah. They're just dumb. There are just, there are some people right now who are really showing how, like how stupid they are. 
just not intelligent people. Just from a baseball standpoint, a little bit with the Astros stuff, but from a coronavirus standpoint, some of the things that I'm seeing on Twitter and Facebook, it's just like, I honestly, I'm not really sure how you're allowed to exist in this society. Like, right. That's just these things. That's not how it works. Just because the talking heads on your favorite political talk show said, oh, a coronavirus is a hoax. Like, that's, that's, that's not true. Yeah, it is definitely not a joke. It is scary out there. I am, because everyone bothers me on Twitter because I go out and they're like, why are you out? Stop being out. And I'm like, listen, I'm out. So I can do my job because I have to. And Essential personnel. I am an essential person, which makes me feel good about myself. But beyond that, I am going out and I'm dropping off care packages for our clients. I'm wearing my mask. I'm doing, you know, gloves and everything like that. I'm doing all this stuff. So please stop telling me I shouldn't be out. It's not like I'm going out for fun and just like, oh, hey, let me just go, you know, fuck around at this local park and, you know, stand really close to each other while we play pickup basketball. No, I'm not doing that. I'm working. Yeah, like people from Florida. People in Florida, I tell you, they didn't care in the beginning, and I'm sure they don't really care now either. <laughs> they're just they're whole different whole different world down there. Completely honest. Florida. I got very <laughs> few good things to say about Florida. One good thing is that Yankees spring training is there. That's one good thing. I'm phenomenal, gonna have to phenomenal. take a second to come up with a second. <laughs> I guess the second would be they do have some very nice beaches. That's what I would say. But like beyond that, I don't know. I I listen. I'm a, a once again a little biased there because I've been there almost every single year. Um, Florida and I are pretty good buds. But yeah, as I've gotten older, I'm like, yeah, this is where we went for vacation. We couldn't have gone somewhere better, cooler. <laughs> oh, Disney World in Florida. Yep. Disney, okay, yep, that's two. I love Disney World. That was my uh, my senior trip for high school. We had to like pay into an account for four years, like just every every couple months or something. We had to do like a hundred dollars, and then senior year you got to go to Disney World, and that was like the best trip ever. That's everyone just waited waited that out. Really, huh? It was a great trip. My senior trip was to Darien Lake. Do you know Darien Lake? I don't. Exactly. <laughs> That's where our senior trip was. Anyone out there, upstate New Yorkers, you know where Six Flags Dairy Lake is. That was our senior trip. Oh, Six Flags is dope, though. I love roller coasters. What's better, Six Flags or Disney World? Oh, Disney World. That's, yeah. I mean, come on. Exactly. Mickey Mouse. Exactly. Big Simba fan here. Love the Lion King. Big Simba fan. So Animal Kingdom is my jam. But yeah. I mean, what else you got on here? Because really, we're we're hurting for news. We want people to do things like give us something to talk about. Like Clark Schmidt breaking his brother's thumb from pitching. Oh, my gosh. And then stares him down. I know. I know that look. I'm going to assume that Clark Schmidt is the older brother because that's like the look that I would give my younger brother if I did this. It's the look that says... I told you before we started, you weren't going to be able to catch this. So I'm right now, and your thumb is broken. That's what that look is. 
Well, I, you're exactly right. He just stared him down. And of course, Adam Adovino is also doing um, a lot of work in New York City. Um, obviously, we know he's got his fancy little little gym place and stuff, but he's been thrown outside um, too. And I think him and Garrett Cole were together, but apart. They throwing. better have been six feet apart. I won't, I don't want none of this breaking social distancing protocol going on with Garrett Cole or Adam Adovino. Anyone on the Yankees, I don't want anyone within six feet of them. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. So that's what's going on there uh, from the Yankee verse. And other than that, um, Gary Sanchez. Oh, Gary Sanchez did the cutest thing. Can I talk about it? Yeah, we used to have. Uh, we almost came up with a segment. Can for we this. just yes, that one? Well, here we go. This is my can we just? And actually, this is another Gary one. It could just be like Gary. Like that's what we should call it. But this is our can we just of the week. Gary Sanchez, um, knowing that people are home and unable to go out, kids are going stir crazy and everything. He made his own coloring pages with him, just himself, like an outline of uh, his picture up at bat. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And then he told people to, um, you know, send in their their finished product and stuff. And he freaking responded to every single one. It was adorable. Gary is the best. I don't understand why people hate Gary Sanchez so much. He is the nicest guy. He's one of the best hitting catchers in baseball. It's just, it makes no sense that everyone hates him. That's my article. That's my article. How Gary Sanchez Sanchez. is salt of the earth human being, and we should be bowing down to him instead of being rude New Yorkers. Absolutely. I mean, we bow down to him. We recognize how awesome he is. It's the Facebook bobs of the world that don't. Listen, I only hated Gary Sanchez once in my life. You know what that moment was? What? And I still defended him. What moment? Okay. I was at home in my parents' house. My mom was ironing. I know every single moment. (laughs) Like everything that happened this day. They were playing the Tampa Bay Rays. They were uh, down by one run. There was a runner on third, I believe it was. Gary Sanchez hits a ground ball. Looks like it's going through the hole. Yes. Base hit. Perfect. No. They toss it to second base. Gary Sanchez does not run. And they get him on the double play. I remember this one. Yes. I have never been so angry. But at the same time, I got really angry. And I said, oh, no, he's probably hurt. Like, I hope he's okay. And my mom's like, that's not okay. Why did he not run? And I was like, mom, I guarantee you he's hurt. Next day, D. Elston again. Yep, he was hurt. I remember that. I remember that. That was a that was the one conversation. That was the one moment that I was upset with Gary Sanchez because I literally jumped up in the air, super excited. The Yankees were going to tie the game, and I'm like, oh no, just watching it unfold. And that was the one thing. But other than that, Gary Sanchez, great dude, responding to little kids. He is a man of the children. That sounds bad. He is a man. (laughs) Just (laughs) he is such a good guy like he really he's truly just, is he's just a good dude who also happens to hit 500 foot moonshots for his job right exactly but no and let's hate that guy because a few balls got past him the other part is he posted that he posted the thing with the link to the coloring page and then um someone commented and said yo dude this link doesn't work like kind of rude and he responded right away he goes okay try this one and it worked fixed it He's, right. he's if, awesome. 
if he had to do his due diligence and interact with fans, he would have just ignored that and been like, oh, yeah, I'll get to it later, whatever. Right away, he was like, yeah, try this one. And yeah. it worked. I mean, it just goes back to what Keith said. Like, where those kinds of weirdos who actually like the Yankees? Like, we like them. We're very supportive of the players on our team. Like, I know that makes us weird, but we want them to do well and be good people. Even Sonny Gray. Even Sonny Gray. Even Sonny Gray. Ah, oh, that was... Sonny Gray was so disappointing. It's just because you knew the talent was there. You saw it, and it just... It never came together for him when he was in New York. And right. it was just so frustrating to watch. I wanted so much better for Sonny Gray. I will always root for Sonny Gray. There's no there's no way. I could. I never have a bad thing to say about him. Love that guy. And I enjoyed watching some of the games from 2017 when he did phenomenal. And I'm like, did we just forget about this? This is just yeah, ridiculous. No, he, was, he was sick in 2017. And he was, mm-hmm. he was so good. And he just got no run support. And then it was the opposite in 2018 where they scored like seven runs a game, but he gave up like seven runs a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So also, I just want to mention um, as well, I'm on the Yes Network um, Twitter account right now and I'm looking up different different things because one of the trends now is, you know, listing people into certain houses and um, saying, which house would you rather be quarantined with? Which, by the way, the one that was the regular Yankees one that Hubs, Barstool Hubs, uh, posted, the obvious answer was House 9, Brett Gardner, because duh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I C. remember C. that. CC Sabathia, Aaron Boone, Ryan Rucco. Yeah, let's go. That's the house I want to be in. Um, and they have one for the Yes Network, so I was trying to find that. But right now, I see a video that was posted earlier today, three hours ago, um, from Luke Voigt posted on Instagram saying he's trying to get one stolen base this year doing sprint workouts up the hill. Let's go, Luke. <laughs> Did you see that picture of Luke Voigt from college when he had yes. long hair? The I don't know flow. how that resurfaced, but like, whoa. <laughs> the flow. Oh, he my does gosh. does not look like that at all now. So... If you haven't listened yet, R2C2 did um, an interview with him. I don't remember how long ago it was, but I asked him a question and I basically asked, where did the whole jersey thing start? And he explained that in college, they just kept wearing less and less under their jerseys and they were just like totally broing out. He was just a bro. Like, I can see it, though. I can totally understand why. So that doesn't surprise me at all. (laughs) No, it doesn't surprise me either. Uh, I used to play in a men's baseball league and we had this one kid on our team, Andrew, who would wear his, he wouldn't wear an undershirt. He'd wear his Jersey, like half unbuttoned. And we used mm-hmm. to call him the wolf man. And that was like, it was so uncomfortable, but it was like his thing. And he just like owned it. And hey, he listen, would slide in the first thing, second. He'd slide into it. anywhere head first. Yeah. Just weird note to end on. Yeah, hey, we got we got to do what we got to do. Listen, we had to figure out a way to to get some baseball news in when there's no baseball, and we have to figure out how to talk about Brett Gardner when there's no Brett Gardner news. We should do that once a week. Just what's the Brett Gardner update? I know he doesn't update the world on his comings and goings, so I think you're just gonna have to make it up most of the time. But what is Brett Gardner doing this week? Um, well, I you know I think Brett Gardner's doing a lot of yoga this week, probably goat yoga. Um, you know, doing one of those because the animals, you can't really pass on COVID-19 unless apparently it's a cat. That's what I read today. That's the new news. 
but goats haven't heard about that yet. So he's definitely working on his yoga. Um, definitely hanging out with the kids. Um, I think he's just kind of trying to lay low after the most recent, you know, thing that wasn't me. That thing that was not Allison. It was not Allison. So I think he's just trying to lay low. Um, I would say that he's probably next week going to be in a secluded cabin somewhere and doing like Rocky esque style workouts. Um, just to really help prepare for the season, but just running around grabbing chickens. Right, exactly. Grabbing chickens, grabbing tree branches, just full macho man mode. So um that's the latest update on Brett Gardner and um confirmed twenty nine home runs this year. Let's do it. Oh, he's going one more. Career he's high. He's going one more. At least. At least. What Listen, if the season is shortened? Things. Is still is he still gonna hit twenty nine home runs or are you gonna have to prorate that? Ooh, um, no, he's gonna still hit 29 home runs. Like he's just gonna go off. So he's gonna be on like a 60 home run pace. This guy is mad. Baseball's his life, and the fact that they just took that away from him, and now are going to try and change it. He doesn't like change. Remember when people are coming for his position, he gets better and better. So oh yeah, 29. So he was so good when Clint Frazier showed up. Yeah, I'm about to count the days when there was a last guardy party as well. That is going to be a long haul. Yes. Uh, I have something that I just thought about that I don't think you're going to want to think about, but I think I have to say it anyway. What? If this was going to be Brett Gardner's last year, what if it gets canceled? What if we've already seen the last of Brett Gardner playing baseball and we just didn't know it? We haven't. (laughs) Just try to be positive. (laughs) It's not. It's not. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. Honestly, the Yankees would still sign him for one more game just to give him the proper send-off he deserves. That's fair. But the I Yankees think, are pretty classy. We'll get one more game out of Brett Gardner. I think that if this season does get canceled, there's no way he's not going to try and play next year. Don't know what's going to happen if that's going to be with the Yankees or not, he is going to try and play because that's just the type of guy he is. I feel like he really wants to retire with the Yankees because that's, that's all he's ever known. And the Yankees fan base just loves him like great dude, but Uh, tell that to Tom Brady. (laughs) Well, listen, Brett Gardner's no Tom Brady. And I'm not saying that because of the number of rings and because Tom Brady, I don't really know how to describe Tom Brady in my mindset, but like I respect him. I respect the hell out of him, but I don't really like him. No, everyone hates Tom Brady. He's too perfect. Exactly. So Brett Gardner. Yeah, we'll be fine. All right. So that'll be the note we end on. Brett Gardner will absolutely play for the Yankees again. We're going to get a nice weekly update of what he's probably doing from not his stalker, Allison. Correct. (laughs) Thank you for putting it that way. I like that. Yes. Uh, that's the only way I'll be referring to Brett Gardner from now on. Just your relationship with him. It's just not your stalker, Allison. If we ever it's meet him, like if we if we are in the clubhouse doing press stuff and we ever meet Brett Gardner, uh, I'll introduce you as not your stalker, Allison. And that'll be fine. Great. He'll know. He'll get it. That's, yeah, that's great. All right. See you next week. All right. Sounds good. Stay safe, everyone. Bye.